What's going on guys, this is Justin of The Critic and I just wanted to jump on here to speak about Senate Bill 206 which was just recently passed by the California State Assembly on Monday, September 9th. Um, before I jump into, you know, where exactly they're at, um, as far as, you know, how it was passed on Monday, I kind of want to just wanted to start at the beginning. And I was actually planning on doing a podcast on this, this uh, Senate bill a while ago, but never ended up doing it because I wanted to wait till this day till it was actually passed by uh, California lawmakers. So uh, I just want to cite the article, uh, where the article is from that I was reading from. Uh, I believe it was written by Sam Metz from the Palm Springs Desert Sun. And so the Senate Bill 206 is the Fair Pay to Play Act. And on July 9th, 2019 is basically the date that this bill came um you know jumped out jumped out to us and was put on the map and that's when the state assembly higher education committee passed this, the bill and that was with the support from both democratic and republic republican lawmakers with an 11 to 0 margin with one abstention which basically means um he or she did not vote um and then the bill moved to the uh Assembly Appropriations Committee, where it was eventually heard in August by the California lawmakers. And so I want to clarify what this Fair Pay to Play Act is actually going to um, allow students to do. Okay, so listen to me carefully. The Fair Pay to Play Act would allow student athletes at California universities to make money off their name, image, and likeness starting January 1st, 2023, unless the NCAA enacts changes before that date. Student athletes will be allowed to hire sports agents, sign endorsement deals, and own the rights to their names and images regarding apparel, video games, and other college athletics, uh, athletic-related products. So... By no means is this bill um, being passed so that colleges will have to move forward with paying their athletes. I just wanted to make that clear. Essentially what this bill is doing is giving um, the students the ability to make money off their name, right? Whether it's selling their own apparel, doing entrepreneurship type things like uh, some college athletes do and they vlog their they vlog their day-to-day and have YouTube channels and um, sometimes they sell their memorabilia and we've seen a lot of that petty type stuff get punished by the NCAA so um, Skinner D. Berkeley who's the bill's author said that Senate Bill 206 will give the NCAA more than three years to change its policies and dismiss the argument that the organization needed more time to create a new policy. And so here's what she says, uh, quote for quote, SMB 206 doesn't require colleges to pay student athletes or incur any other costs. Instead, 
it will help relieve the financial pressure on young athletes to quit school and to turn pro before they com- they've completed their degrees. So essentially her request is that the, the big reason she wants this bill to pass and the, and the big reason she's doing what she's doing is to encourage students to graduate, right, and get a degree. And so in the case that anything does happen to where they can continue to, you know, do their, you know, their sport, continue to, um, you know, be in that, uh, be in athletics, they'll have their degree to fall back on. So essentially she just wants them to graduate and not have to, you know, feel pressured to leave college early to go to the pros to make money. And so with that, the NCAA, however, they're not exactly trying to compromise on this, right? They're not really trying to work hand in hand with the uh, California um, state lawmakers. So here's what the NCAA president, Mark Emmert, requested. He requested the assembly postpone the bill and allow time for the organization to review its rules as drafted. So he says, quote unquote, as drafted, the bill threatens to alter materially the principles of intercollegiate athletics and create local differences. If lawmakers pass the bill, Emirates said, the NCAA may ban California programs from playing championship events. Now, uh, representatives, after he said all that, representatives from Long Beach State University, Stanford, USC, and a few other public universities in California testified in opposition to the bill. And they're basically, you know, opposing the bill because they feel like it's going to spark unintended consequences and hurt student athletes throughout California. But to speak plainly, they're just scared. In my opinion, they're scared. They they wouldn't want that bill to pass. Uh, to pass, I think it has something to do that would affect the, you know, the monetary benefits that they get right now, um, from not allowing the students to to be able to do these things that the bill would um, give them the freedoms to do. That's just my take, but. Um, yeah, so they they were they were basically testifying in opposition to the bill because they think it's it's going to hurt student athletes right throughout California, and then a lobbyist from the University of Cal, Tyler Aguilar, told state lawmakers they should wait until the NCAA publishes results from the Name, Image, and Likeness Working Group, the organization established in May, before moving forward with the bill, and so. He continued to say, defying the NCAA could harm the state student-athletes, jeopardize their eligibility, etc., etc. But at the same time, that that makes me think that the reason that uh, these schools don't want this bill to be passed is because they're probably working hand-in-hand with the, in, with the NCAA, and it's something that essentially could affect their profits, Right. Um, that, like I said, this is just my take, my opinion. Um, continuing from what I was reading, uh, city, uh, city of University of New York law professor 
Mark Edelman said lawmakers should worry more about protecting student-athletes from the NCAA violating federal law than they should worry about the NCAA's bylaws. And if the NCAA penalizes California for passing Senate Bill 206, Edelman said, it would constitute wage-fixing and a group boycott, putting the organization in violation of U.S. antitrust law. So, with the NCAA making the threats, right, that they'll uh, essentially ban California programs from playing championship events, that is what uh, Mark Edelman said, uh, law professor Mark Edelman said, um, if the NCAA did that, I'm paraphrasing here, they'd be putting themselves in violation of U.S. anti-trust uh, law. So as I continue to uh, re- read in the article, he continues to say, the NCAA has to follow the law of the land, and that includes Section 1 of the Sherman Act. He said, citing the 130-year-old federal law governing monopolies and competition among businesses, acts adopted by Congress to outlaw or restrict business practices considered to be monopolistic or which restrain trade or commerce. And so I did look at the Sherman Act at one point. It's something that you guys should read over for yourselves to come to your own understanding. Um, But yeah, essentially right here, it's a federal law governing monopolies and uh, competition among businesses acts adopted by Congress to outlaw or restrict business practices considered to be monopolistic or which restrain trade or commerce. And when you think of the NCAA, you think monopoly, right? Because they pretty much have, um, they're making a lot of money over from a lot of athletes across the country. And so are the schools and, you know, that's a whole rabbit hole that, you know, we can we can get into. But essentially, um, they would be seen as, uh, you know, being monopolistic or restraining trade or commerce. And so, um, there's a few people, a few, um, former athletes from different universities who were at the hearing, the original hearing on June 9th, uh, excuse me, July 9th, earlier this year. And one of them was student athlete Haley Hodson, former Stanford volleyball player. And she said, Um, The NCAA profits from the performance and labor of minors and young adults while denying those same performers the right to earn money based on their athletic talents and successes through other means. In effect, the NCAA has a monopoly on the advertising and publicity rights of all amateur athletes in the country. As I continue to, um, you know, read through articles, um, current NFL linemen... Uh, for the Chargers, offensive lineman Russell Okun also argued that the NCAA bylaws allowed the organization and its members uh, and its member colleges, excuse me, to profit off of the labor of student athletes. Okun said the NCAA's argument that its athletes were students first, athletes second, didn't make sense in the context of its policies on compensation because athletes are subject to different limitations than their fellow students. And so he goes on to say, quote-unquote, students are allowed to make money from their specialized skills, but student-athletes are explicitly prohibited from doing anything with their specialized skills, he said. And so where we're at today, right, 
um, this is Wednesday, September 11th, um, but the uh, California State Assembly passed the bill on Monday, September 9th. And so, um, like I said, that would take effect beginning January 1st, uh, 2023. And so it was a 60 to zero uh, var- uh, margin on the vote. And um, but right now, they're waiting for it. It still has to go to the governor. And from what I'm reading, his name is Governor Gavin, New- uh, Gavin Newsom. And um, let's see here. And so from what I'm reading, it says the legis- the if the legislation reaches Newsom's desk, he will have 30 days to sign it or veto it. If he takes no action, the bill becomes law. And so um, some of the things that I've read after that, after it's broke, after this news broke, right, is that right now the NCAA, they're obviously not in favor of it, um, but they're they're saying that if it if it does pass, which it's likely going to, every all signs are pointing to, uh, you know, uh, the bill being becoming law. And so, if it does, their their main argument right now is that California schools are going to have a big advantage when it comes to recruiting, um, which is very true if they choose to do nothing about it. But at this point, it's it's funny that they're all they're doing right now is trying to find the negatives within the bill without actually trying to do anything on their own to come to a compromise because they've had more than enough time to make these adjustments. This is something that was inevitable and that was going to come if the NCAA didn't take any action of their own. And so, um, you know, I'm really happy that this bill was uh, passed and it's looking like it's going to become law. And so people need to keep in mind, this thing isn't set in stone yet. And even uh, if it does become law, like I read, they're going to have three years, three years to make changes. And so if they don't make any changes, it's on the NCAA. And so I'll go back. Unless the NCAA enacts changes before that date, the student athletes will be allowed to hire sports agents, sign endorsement deals, and own rights to their names and images regarding apparel, video games, and and other college athletic-related products. So the NCAA is going to have three years to um, essentially, you know, compromise with the with the Senate, um, with the California lawmakers, excuse me, because if they don't make any changes, this is just one domino that's going to fall and that's going to lead to a nationwide trend. And so if they want to have some type of control over um, how this plays out, they're going to need to compromise with the the state lawmakers. Um, and if they don't, it's it's probably not going to work out for them anyway. So it's it's probably best for them to work together with the lawmakers um, so they can have some say in how it plays out. Um, but other than that, man, it's it's just good to see that the the lawmakers, you know, didn't back down to the threats 
And like I said, um, all the threats that the NCA is making, it's it's just going to put them in a in a bad spot to where the state uh, the state lawmakers are going to have to take legal action against them. Um, and so um, it's pretty it's pretty cool that this is happening. It was inevitable. Um, if you didn't see this coming, if you don't agree with it, I would love to hear your thoughts. You know, this is a very interesting discussion, and I'm I'm always open to having uh, an open discussion. Um, but if you're gonna if you're gonna you know have a discussion, bring bring some type of you know a, a real argument. You know, I don't want you to just be spewing a whole bunch of fanatic crap in here. Anyway. Um, with that being said, um, the, like I said, the article that I pulled some of the information, uh, information from was from Palm Springs Desert Sun written by Sam Metz. And the second one is from, uh, was written by Steve Berkowitz from the USA Today. So if you want to go check out those, um, articles, you can read them yourself. But that's pretty much it. That's the overall gist of the uh, Senate Bill 206. Um, I'm not, you know, super political type person. So if I if I went over anything wrong um, or didn't say it how it should sound, my apologies. But um, yeah, guys, with that being said, I hope you guys got some value from this episode. As always, I appreciate your support for listening to the podcast, following me on social media and whatnot, sharing my content. Um, the links are going to be in the description, social media, podcast um, areas where you can listen, Apple, Spotify, all that good stuff. And yeah, with that being said, this is just another critic. You guys have a great rest of your evening, day or night, night, day or evening, whatever it may be. Uh, this is just another critic signing off. Peace. Yeah, stay prepared for the up and down. Life is like a seesaw. Some say it's a bitch, man. I couldn't agree more. One minute you're on top, then you're in the ER. One minute she wants you, then she wants to leave.